Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome in. It is the Four Feathers postgame show. Johnny Nani here with Ron Luce tonight discussing a Blackhawks 3-0 victory. Ron, it is great to be back on the mic with you, first of all. And second of all, it is great to have some victory beers for the second time in a row. Let's go, Johnny. Always a pleasure to be on with you, man. Yeah, it's been a couple of days, so uh, it's good to jump back on the mic with you and, and talk about a Blackhawks win, of all things. Not only is it a Blackhawks win, but there's some other stuff that we're going to talk about in the preview that I'm excited about. I'm excited about Kevin Lankinen being cool, calm, and collected, kept getting his second shutout out of the year. And there's so much more good that we're going to talk about, Johnny, and I'm just – I'm ready. I am so hyped up right now. Yeah, Ron, it's almost like hard to contain my excitement. I just want to, like, dive in and touch on all these things. But you know the drill. Before we do any of that, uh, I need to let the listeners know, make sure you go into ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Uh, we are the official Blackhawks coverage unit of the ONTAP Sportsnet. So make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at 4 Pod and at ONTAP Sportsnet. Uh, and and then go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review uh, the podcast wherever you listen. And uh, when you subscribe there, you can get these uh, right in your queue uh, in the morning. So you don't need to go and search it out and whatever. When you put the tweets out, you can go and find it there, of course. But you can get them right in your queue there, uh, nice and convenient. So need to say that obligatory every time. But, Ron, let's get into some of the excitement from here. I know you gave some few initial thoughts here. Um, I'm going to rattle off a few of them. And then if you have any further to expand on, uh, we'll go from there and then get into our standard breakdown. So um, my initial thoughts. Florida bringing it from the get-go. I, I mean, they were, you know, it's a cute team. They were going to respond. Tony and I talked about that in the preview uh, from Tuesday night leading into this one. Uh, they did just that, but the Blackhawks weathered the early storm. Jamal Mayers even used that term uh, in the first period intermission report on NBC Sports Chicago. Uh, Blackhawks were opportunistic uh, early in the second period to get their goals there. So we'll get into how those broke down. But hey, uh, when you convert on your chances, always a good thing. Kevin Lankinen, you are ridiculous. We'll get into more of why I say that in my initial thoughts later. And uh, the Blackhawks straight up just wanted it more tonight, and that's a beautiful thing, Ron. Absolutely, and you you can never beat what sometimes feels like a grit win, Johnny, where, like, you, you, you were outplayed. Let's just call a spade a spade. You were outplayed. And yet, like you said, they had that will. They made the timely plays. They got incredible goaltending. Kevin Lankinen, are you shitting me? What a game from that aspect. It was a gritty game. And when we get to that last goal of the game, I'm really going to touch on that grit because I think that kind of exemplified the entire night. But absolutely, sometimes it's the gritty ones that just feel better because that's the difference sometimes, Johnny, between a team on the bubble of making the playoffs and a playoff team. Indeed, Ron. And one thing that I was texting with my buddy uh, right after this game ended, and I watched the Saturday game with him, and we watched that you know embarrassing loss to the Lightning, both physically and on the scoreboard. And I think I told him, I think they needed that ass kicking to get them in gear to be in a position to compete against a Florida team like this because they were coming in, you know, scorching hot, and the Blackhawks smothered them and swept the series so that i mean hey you know you never like to lose a game you don't want to lose any points in the standings and that two-week kind of drought sucked but it, it, we're seeing some returns now and some response that was a big theme that tony and i talked about on uh tuesday night and uh you know it can kind of carry over here as well so you ready to break into this one ron yeah man uh you broke it down perfectly let's do this thing yeah, so absolutely. As we go into the f- first period, as I had mentioned, uh, Florida coming out, guns a blazing, and that they did. Um, you know, 
they basically, when you go and look at this possession chart here uh, at natural stat trick, uh, five on five Corsi events, it's all in favor of Florida, minus a few tiny little, you know, bumps above uh, that median line at the very beginning. Um, but, you know, uh, er- early on, the Blackhawks put themselves in some positions uh, where they could have easily gotten scored on and gone down in this game. Patrick Kane tripping penalty, inadvertent, but still, you're going to the box, 11, 15, 11 26 mark of the first. Uh, Lankanen makes a good save on Yandel there. Uh, good kill to start the night. Uh, that gave me a little bit of confidence here, Ron. Yeah, especially lately. I don't know if it's just I felt like I've lost a little bit of faith in the kill um, at times in this kind of mid stretch here where they haven't played so well and been losing, unfortunately, a lot of games. So it's, it felt really good, you know, like you said, especially when Florida's kind of dictating the pace. They're they're taking advantage of opportunities. They're getting quality chances. Um, you know, you're you're still in this thing, and then that PK unit shows up like that. It, it really does boost your your morale going forward as the mo- game moves on. Yeah. So, uh, and then the Blackhawks would be right back on the kill run. And it was as a door off. He kind of, you know, fell through the neutral zone and just kind of slid into a Chari. Uh, but it's still a penalty. Uh, it still counts because that took away uh, Chari's chance to make a play on the puck. So uh, they're going back to the uh, uh, penalty kill at the 1645 mark here. And this episode title is a series of fortunate events, uh, not like the book series, unfortunate events, fortunate events, because Jonathan Huberto absolutely drills the post, uh, gets through clean, kind of through a Hornquist screen. And uh, beats Lankanen, but luckily it was off to the side, hits the post, uh, goes wide there. Uh, and then you get a big block uh, from Connor Murphy on Aaron Eckblad. Connor Murphy played outstanding tonight. Um, you know, they killed that one a little bit sloppier than the first. Um, and, you know, at this point, you know, you're, you're kind of saying, you know, thanks, uh, hockey gods. And thanks, you know, Kevin Lankanen, go and kiss the post on one of those there. Uh, they weather that storm and eventually uh, were able to get a power play chance uh, because, uh, just as time expired, Marchman took a tripping penalty uh, at the 20 minute mark uh, of that first period. So um, as we, you know, Ron, from the first period, though, as I'm sitting back on here, uh, wh- one kind of observation that I had is even when they took those penalties, they allowed Florida c- to control at six on five. So it was like even more of an extended power play. Um, as much positive as there was in this game, that's something that they need to clean up. Like, you know, d- especially if you're going to have guys that are already going to be on the kill out there uh, during that six on five time, you don't want to tire them out that much. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a situation I think where the players need to know like who's on the ice and what the situation coming up is and be like, Oh shit, hustle. Maybe somebody that knows they're not going to be on the, on the kill, you know, hustle over and just get the touch on that puck. So you, like you said, you don't get that extended time on the man advantage. So, um, but nonetheless, Hey, hockey gods, thank you so much for this game. We, we needed it. We needed that second one in a row for the Hawks to really, really feel good, I think. And, um, you know, aside from that, though, you got to give it like the Mark Andre Fleury pat on the post. Yeah, um, that's that's the best one. That one Shows gets me every up. time. Yeah, that's the one that gets me every time. It cracks me up. I, I, I love the comics of that type of stuff. But it yeah, it, it's it's it felt great, Johnny. It really did, because you're getting good luck. You're getting hopefully now a, a momentum change heading into that second period. You got to feel a little good about this game. I, I will, I will have a comment about Zadarov though, tying this whole thing together. As you recap that first period with penalties tonight, I, him and I got a little bit of a bone to pick, but I'll save that one <laughs> for later. I'm sure you do. Uh, you're you're never uh, shy of words uh, when, when it comes to that topic. So uh, as you talked about, though, having some luck, uh, building some confidence, some momentum going into the second. Uh, Blackhawks start on that um, power play early on, and they would convert on it. Um, you know, 
it sucked because at first I thought it was going to be, oh, my God, like we're coming out flat again uh, because Florida had a shorthanded bid to start. When the Blackhawks get it back into Florida's end here, uh, they get a little bit of control. Boquist fires a shot on net. Soderberg using his big frame, banging away at the doorstep. Hagel's caught up all in this mess as well. Uh, but guess who? No one other than Patrick Kane, Showtime, picks up the loose change, has the wherewithal to drag it a little bit further uh, to the outside towards the circle and elevate one over Bobrovsky uh, through all the traffic, buries it. This opens the scoring 1-0 Hawks. Uh, Carl Soderberg on the assist here. Ron, uh, this one had me fired up. Yeah, absolutely. Hagel, Hagel with an assist, too. Excuse me. They credit it later, but he got one, too. So. Yes, I, I love that. I love Hagel getting a point there. Soderbergh getting his big-ass body right in the crease just to mess everything up for Bobrovsky. And then you said it best. Shouts, I'm repping 88 myself tonight. Um, buries it. That's a huge first goal because, as you mentioned, how the first period went, you at least feel a little good about, uh, like you said, this was a series of fortunate events, not unfortunate. So you got to feel good going into that second. And that quick marker right out the bat off of anybody else's stick. Come on, you can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. And Kaner had two assists on uh, the Tuesday night game. So uh, we figured uh, he was due uh, for uh, potting one, actually getting a goal uh, in tonight. So um, actually our panelist, Tony on tap, hit the golf course today and uh, he had the 88 cart and he had actually texted me a picture and said that Showtime's getting a golden night. So, uh, you know, uh, all, all good, all, all series of fortunate events here tonight, Ron. Uh, that's how we're rolling with this one. My only other comment on this goal, Ron, is net front presence. Tony and I talked about it a shit ton on Tuesday night's episode shows up here big once again i know it wasn't the redirect that put it through but hey that net front presence allows obviously both the guys applying it get assists on this one so huge there uh just from a, a momentum standpoint and an opportunistic standpoint in here too uh not too long after that because that goal came at the 105 mark at the 334 mark here uh the blackhawks kind of uh looks like they might get a chance coming against them they turn defense into offense with a great pass from Patrick Kane to Alex to bring it uh, feeding into the zone. And he puts a shot on Bobrovsky rebound comes out to Pia Suter. Uh, he's able to kind of corral it and, uh, you know, get it. It wasn't the most pretty uh, stuff back, you know, open net rebound chance, but Hey, he corrals it. Nobody else is around him stuffs this thing home. The Blackhawks are rolling at this point. Uh, we got to and Kaner on the assist for this one. Yeah, and you you gotta love that quick momentum. It's like the fast break in basketball. You know, you just you kick it back right out. You turn, like you said, that defense into offense. And that ultimately, if you look at all sports, football, if you can get a turnover, turnover off of points or uh, points off turnovers, excuse me, you gotta get that momentum. That's key. That's key to winning. That's key to good teams. And that's what the Hawks looked like tonight. But also, really, really love. I was actually impressed. I think is a better word. How Suter got the puck into the net because he catches it like off his skate and then still gets it to the stick in time so it's not kicking into the net. I mean, impressive play by him. He, he just continues to show up, uh, really being a nice number two center right now. And I say that, Johnny, because I'm going to mention it later. David Camp, second most amount of minutes tonight for the Chicago Blackhawks, number one center, David Camp. Shout out Blackhawks T zone. But Got to love Suter's effort all around, though. <laughs> Indeed, Ron. And, you know, you talk about, you know, kind of that uh, momentum shift and whatever. Um, I, I think I mentioned a comment about it on the Tuesday night post game that, you know, Florida likes to play in transition. They like to play fast. Really nice to give them a taste of their own medicine with this goal uh, because it turned from defense to offense really quickly. Boom. Blackhawks up 2-0. That's a huge momentum booster. You're tilting the ice in your favor. And they needed it. Because Florida overall, still, even throughout the second period, sure, the Blackhawks had those two 
early ones that they potted, um, and those are great, but then Florida w- would go on to continue and to apply the pressure just like they did in the first period uh, later on in the second period. So uh, this was an extremely eventful period, Ron. I don't think we can touch on every single thing that happened here, but we'll try to hit the highlights. Um, you know, as we come here, uh, nice to see Mitchell with a good recovery in the D end, you know, using that speed to get back. Uh, just a nice little observation uh, there kind of broke up a uh, potential scoring chance at the other end. I uh, don't know if it would have been solidified or, or not had he not been there, but either way, uh, he was pinching in one and came back to the other. Nice to see that awareness from the youngster there. Um, after that, uh, Ryan Carpenter lays a massive hit uh, on Luster Reinen, and uh, Uyghur sees that and wants to challenge Carpenter, and uh, those two have a little tilly, Ron. Uh, you know, Uyghur gets the instigator penalty here, and uh, I love what Blackhawks D-Zone uh, said. You just mentioned that name, one of our fellow panelists here. Um, if you instigate the fight you should probably win it well guess what you know Uyghur got the first shot in Carpenter got the last two and that last one big right fucking put him down on the ice that was beautiful my guy my stick to click tonight Ryan Carpenter coming through uh, I know it wasn't on the score sheet you know with a, a goal or an assist but hey I will take that one absolutely and register that as a stick to click point for me yeah I mean especially because like you said he didn't get on the score sheet but that fight just continued the momentum. It was almost the equivalent of another goal or the equivalent of a really good scoring chance or a power play or something like that. Just something that's going to shift your momentum forward. Bro, that was like a that was like a legal Superman punch that he hit him with on that second one to put him down. That was absolutely magnificent. Ryan Carpenter's Superman punches are cool and tough, Johnny. And I agree, you do deserve the stick to click point for that one. I yeah, no, I love it. I mean, obviously, you know, you guys know me. Ryan Carpenter's my guy. You guys got the jersey for me for my birthday back right after he signed in 2019. And you, you know the whole story behind that, you know, listeners. I'm, you know, president of the Ryan Carpenter fan club. That's what it is. I love to see him do that, but uh, you know, getting kind of noticed for that because I think he does a lot of other stuff that maybe the casual fan might not notice. The blocking the shots, the work on the penalty kill even just taking away passing lanes, stuff like that. So excellent to see it uh, on a highlight reel tonight because uh, the fight definitely is highlight reel stuff. So uh, Blackhawks had to kill a couple penalties here down the stretch of this run, and um, it got a little dicey because uh, Mitchell takes a delay of game penalty just a little over halfway through this period, 11.05 mark to be exact, and Kevin Lankinen, holy shit, huge three-save sequence at the very end of this penalty kill. I don't know how he made all of them. And then... After that, the puck kind of came out after that initial traffic. There's still a couple seconds left. Florida fires another one back on net. So he makes four saves probably within, I would say, a 10-second sequence. How unbelievable was that, Rob? He was he was crazy good tonight. And that, that third save, essentially, because you mentioned that last fourth shot and that last-ditch effort by Florida, that third one was incredible. That was like a pray-to-God pad save, and you just – fundamentally you have it in the right spot and they can't get it over it. And that's textbook, man. Kevin Lankin and just, I'm so impressed with him because he just continue as the season goes on, even in the high and the low stretches, he just continues to be this point of consistency that you want in your number one goaltender and just continues to scream to me that this is a guy they can win with going forward. Yeah, and, you know, Tony and I talked a little bit about this, and it is Kevin Lankinen getting some swagger back. He had a three-game personal losing streak before this yeah. Florida series. Boom. Comes out and records two 
big wins uh, again, you know, at a time that his team needed him and uh, against a team that is above them in, in the standings and that they will be chasing here uh, from here on out. So uh, it's Kevin Lankinen, you got your swagger back, son. Uh, keep it going. Uh, let's not see another dip in the play here. And hopefully we can uh, tighten things up a little bit and not take too many penalties in front of you. So after that stellar sequence by Lankinen to uh, kill off this penalty, the next uh, eventful uh, thing that happened here was a Florida penalty. And that was uh, new Tavara interference call at 1435 Blackhawks generated a couple good looks uh, weren't able to convert on this one unfortunately um, but then after that Kevin Lankin and coming through huge again Ron this was a three on O play walk me through it yeah I mean that's that's a momentum booster right there because if you're the Hawks you're like there's no way they're gonna come back like you, you can't feel that way you're like come on come on dude like don't do this to us like they're gonna come down get a goal late turn that momentum going into the third and then Florida, I know they showed the stat this year, is second in the NHL in goals in the third period. So, like, that would totally screw the momentum for the Hawks. But, no, instead, Kevin Lincoln, and he's cool, he's calm, he's collected, and he wears dope-ass shades in that gif on Twitter. He's just magnificent again. Again, he, he was the hero of tonight's game. I know it was a great game all around from the team, but it was Kevin Lincoln's game tonight. And just what a play by him to keep the Hawks ahead by two. Yeah, and I will say my comment on this, obviously, when a 3-on-0, whenever a goalie stops a 3-on-0, um, always commendable. But I will uh, rag Huberdo a little bit. I think that was who came across. He tried to pull it to his back, coming across the crease to his backhand when Lykanen had it locked down. So that's props to Lykanen for having that thing sealed off, off to his left post. But Huberdo probably could have even gone back to the point man uh, on that rush. But either way, he decided to come across the crease, Lankinen locked it down. So after Lankinen stops this three on O, uh, the chances would not stop coming, though, uh, for Florida here because uh, Kevin Lankinen himself made a little bit of a mistake uh, when he was trying to freeze a puck, swish it off to the side, and maybe keep the play going a little bit. Um, but he got a delay of game call for that. And as it was being called, uh, Nikita Zadorov um, absolutely ran over Hornquist uh, near the net, and uh, the penalty was not on that, though. It was on uh, Kevin Lankinen for the delay of game. Luckily, Blackhawks able to turn in a, a decent kill here to end out the second period, go into the locker room up 2-0. And as we came back uh, from the locker room, though, for this third frame run, uh, there would be more uh, penalty time for the Blackhawks, and it would be one Mr. Nikita Zadorov. So I'll let you have at it in a second here, but there was um, a little bit of a sequence that happened here, so I need to get to it. Um, this is at the 4:15 mark. Uh, Nikita Zorov took, it, like I said, terrible, dumb slashing penalty, way off of the play. It wasn't like it was right, you know, trying to prevent a chance or anything. It was behind the play. Extremely blatant. Refs are going to call it every time. Uh, but that play continued, and we talk about Florida having that six on five time on the delayed call. Uh, they did that once again here, and they tried to re-enter the zone. And Zadorov is still on the ice, and he steps up and absolutely nails Hornquist, who never saw him coming. Uh, Zadorov's obviously the bigger body, um, so he got the best of him. It was a clean hit, though. Didn't leave his feet, used the shoulder, didn't deliver to the head or anything. So, uh, unfortunately, Hornquist injured, had to leave after that um, as Florida goes to this power play here. And uh, Zadorov still going to the box, though, for that slash that happened before. So, um, like I said, Blackhawks were able to get through this with the decent kill, but I need you to go on your Nikita Zadorov rant here because we've all been awaiting it. Yeah, he just... <sighs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, Nikita. Like, I I see the upside. I see how well you do when you play at your best. Like, you're a decent enough defenseman to be on a competitive Hawks team. 
You're not just this like shoe in toss in that took away my favorite player on the team and Brandon sod, but I'm not holding that against you, but you just disappoint me sometimes. Cause I see it, buddy. You could be a good player. And he just literally, it's just, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And you hate to see that because he makes a great hit. That was kind of a momentum shift a little bit to kind of negate Florida's pushback and, like he, he does good things. I just want to see it consistently. He just does dumb shit, like you said. No, I agree with you, Ron. And it's just clean it up. That, that's the biggest thing because you don't want the dumb penalties. I can live with the slash. Tony and I talked about one uh, near the end of the third period on Tuesday night where he took one to take away a scoring chance near the end. Obviously, not the most you know best timing for it, but hey, uh, they're going to have a great scoring chance there. So I can live with one like that. But it's the ones like tonight at the beginning of this third period that happened. I'm totally with you. Clean it up. Uh, you can't be having that because it could cost you games. Luckily, it didn't tonight, but it could. So let's move through this third period a little bit more. Um, you know, Kubli almost had himself one tonight uh actually potting a goal here um you know it was Aaron Eckblad though he, he's an outstanding player for Florida give him props he made a nice breakup uh Hagel and Kubelik have some of that chemistry though Ron uh, and it's excellent to see I know it didn't work out and result in that goal on this rush but uh the idea was there so I like to see that um other than that uh going through the rest of this period Lankanen made a big stop on Marchment um no rebound was the biggest key on that one nice to see the control there and then Ron I can't say enough about huge blocks down the stretch you talk about uh forwards defensemen everyone doing it getting involved selling the body what I go back to my initial thought just wanting it more tonight. Um, eventually, uh, Brandon Hagel nets the empty netter here, 3-0 Hawks. And uh, Suter would take an interference penalty, though, because the Hawks uh, were kind of coming down for another chance after that. That was at 19.09. And, Ron, the final play to cap this thing off was Connor Murphy clearing a puck out of the crease behind Kevin Lankinen to preserve the shutout. I can't think of a better way to bookend this series of fortunate events. That deserves an award, Johnny. That was so perfectly put. I'm just, yes, that is, that was, it was magnificent. It really was because, you know, like I, I mentioned early in the show, right? I said, this was a grit win and I wanted to elaborate on it late in this game and how it was a grit win. And that's exactly what you mentioned. The blocks, huge blocks, effort plays, Brandon Hagel, the player I'm just continuing to fall in love with. There's a reason the cool and tough award was created and it was for one Mr. Brandon Hagel. And he showed it tonight, man. He had a goal, he had an assist, and he had those huge blocks down the stretch to really make a difference in this game. You know, and continuing on further with your point, Johnny, like, I just mind-blowing how this game ended. Lankanen, one puck gets through him. But again, his defense was excellent. They were there. They gritted it out at the end, Johnny. And like you said, with the cherry on top, it caps off a series of fortunate events. Yeah, I mean, just I, I love the commitment. It was excellent to see. Um, and, you know, like you said, full team effort, full everyone giving, uh, you know, full balls to the wall. Um, it's it's a beautiful thing because it gets you out of your rut, too. Uh, and even when you're not playing the best game or maybe you're getting outplayed a little bit by a team that's a little maybe faster, maybe a little more skilled at certain spots, you can still do that by playing your system by grinding out some of those defensive shifts, winning some of the battles here. So um, as we get to observations here, let's start out with our cool and tough player of the game. Um, I, I will go first, and then I'll hand it over to you. It's Ryan Carpenter. I think no surprise for me that was coming there. I know I picked Kevin Lankinen for uh, Tuesday night, so uh, I think it's appropriate. I can you know could easily go back to him again tonight, but Ryan Carpenter with the fight, that's definitely cool and tough. And then also uh, just the work that he does on the PK because Blackhawks had to kill off six of them tonight, guys, and Ryan Carpenter is a huge part of that so uh props to him he's my cool and tough player of the game ron who you got 
I'm going to go a little off the board this one. I think uh, an honorary mention is definitely Brandon Hagel in this one. Again, the original reason why the award was created. David Camp. David Camp. Number one center, David Camp. And you know why? Because just like your cool and tough player, Johnny, he also plays a lot of PK time. He killed seven minutes and nine seconds tonight. Holy smokes, man. Absolutely insane. Outpacing Carpenter by almost two full minutes. So unreal by David Camp. I think he really needs to get some love. And Blackhawks D-Zone's been saying it all along, and we just haven't been listening. No, Ron, I'm totally with you there. He is definitely an underappreciated player uh, for the defensive style that he plays, those heavy minutes that you logged. And Ron, I love this. You know the meme where, where the two guys are locking arms with the handshake? You and I can be on this with our cool and tough player of the game because when Ryan Carpenter went to the box, uh, some of those minutes that were there afterward had to be filled by David Camp in that same role. So, boom. We'll lock arms in our cool and tough player of the game. I love it. That's a good breakdown here. My final observations, Ron, it was an excellent attention to details tonight. Negating entries through the center of the ice. That was excellent. I saw a few step-up hits, Calvin DeHaan in particular, using those broad shoulders to, you know, you're not getting through here. If you want it, you can go enter the zone, but you're going to have to chip it to the outside and go around us. That was just a great improvement from what we saw over this past road trip where they really struggled. Um, the other part, executing clears for the most part. I, I could only gripe maybe four or five times off the top of my head, and you can get those every game. But other than that, they were very effective at coming down forwards, supporting their defensemen when they need to you know, get a puck out of the zone, making the short passes to do it. Um, you know, Every once in a while, Kane and Debrinket try to fly the zone, so maybe there's a few of those where turnovers happen through the neutral zone. But even though Florida already had the majority of the chances, um, they could have had even more, and the Blackhawks were able to negate some of those uh, through some of those smart plays. So attention to detail is my final observation. What do you got? Like we said, it, it was a gritty game. It's just that it had the feel all around, like you just mentioned. And I'll tell you what, Johnny, we always discuss cool and tough players of the game. But I think this game was a certified cool and tough game by the Chicago Blackhawks, gritting one out. Yeah, it's maybe not pretty, and some fans might not be happy about it. But these are the cool and tough wins because they're the ones that separate the good from the great. And for this season, I think the Blackhawks, it's okay to say they can be great because they're playing so well without so many good players in the lineup. And that's a little precursor to what we get to talk about here shortly. But I love it, Johnny. It's a cool and tough game from the Blackhawks tonight. I think that's a perfect way to wrap this one up. So, Ron, uh, we need to get to a word from our sponsor first, and then we'll come back and preview uh, the Saturday-Sunday matchup against the Nashville Predators. Hey guys, the weather's finally warming up. COVID spring break is right around the corner, and you know what that means? It's time for a party in your pants. Uh, Manscaped is here to ensure that that party never stops. Uh, for everyone preparing uh, for that this spring break, I have a 20% off discount for you using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, the waterproof cordless body trimmer, plus a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a chest or a ball shave. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. I use it myself and I can confirm. 
be sure to use the Crop Cleanser Body Wash to keep your body, hair, and skin feeling healthy and fresh. Inside the package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. you also find the Crop Reviver, a ball toner spray-on to keep the boys fresh all day. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Go get 20% off and free shipping on all these great items by using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. That's 20% off and free shipping using the code ONTAP, all one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code ONTAP. And we're back now at the Four Feathers post-game show. Thank you to Manscaped for that ad read there. Um, Ron, we were just discussing Blackhawks 3-0 shutout win over the Florida Panthers here on Thursday, March 25th. Now we're looking forward to the Nashville Predators coming to town for a back-to-back uh, Saturday and Sunday affair. Uh, first one being Saturday, March 27th, 7 p.m. Central Time, NBC Sports Chicago. Ron, the biggest storyline surrounding this, Doc Watch is on. Tell me why. Yes, Doc Watch is on, Johnny. And I'll tell you what, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Nashville once I bounce this back to you. Um, you know, obviously the team itself, not the situation we're precursoring. But Saturday's a great day for Kirby Doc to come back. And you know why, Johnny? Because it's your fucking birthday. Because it's my birthday. And what better birthday gift from the Chicago Blackhawks than to announce on the morning of when I wake up that Kirby Doc will be in the lineup tonight against the Nashville Predators. And I'm going to scream like a little girl in excitement. And we are, you know, having a nice socially distanced celebration of my birthday to watch the game. And we're also going to be able to watch the Bulls game. There's good news over there. Check out Bulls on tap for that news. It's going to be a great day, Johnny, and I'm so excited, yes. and I need I need Kirby Doc in the lineup on Saturday like I need air. If he's healthy, let him play. Why not? You're in the chase. You could do something that's going to benefit this team in terms of experience in the long run. That's what that Hawks dynasty that we just witnessed thrived on. Let it happen. Let it grow. Let it build, and you're going to be in a good spot going into this next full season when you can have fans in the stands, hopefully. Yeah, Ron, you know, I the whole atmosphere surrounding it, that whole situation that you set up, I'm glad I handed over to you to do that because I'll take it a little bit from here. Yes, you and I are going to be together and be watching. I believe we both have red Doc jerseys, so we're both going to be wearing them. I hope it's, you know, celebrating Kirby Doc coming back and you know scoring a goal, netting a crazy assist, something like that. Um, but the, the reason why we're on Doc Watch here, if you have not uh, heard, you know, he, he's been practicing. He went on that last road trip with the team, obviously not playing, but he has been practicing. He's been participating in the morning skates, you know, taking faceoffs at like a rapid rate. And Jeremy Colladin himself meeting with the media, they asked on Doc's availability, when is he going to be ready? And he had said, no timetable yet, but with a grin. He looks good, though, doesn't he? I love it. I love Jeremy Colladin showing some personality. Like he, he feels like he should be in some like Peaky Blinders-esque show uh, about hockey. And he's the main character and he's got this like weird, like nerdy charm about him. That's mysterious. And nobody <laughs> understands him. I don't know. It's just, yeah. I mean, like when he I says shit like it. that, it makes you feel like it. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, cause Joel had that little bit of kind of that snicker with the press too. Mm-hmm. 
you know, where we'll he see. would like we'll joke see. with the yeah, we'll see. We'll with, see like, the big asteroid on his face. Eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. So like this is Jeremy Colleton's like personality coming out. I think he's growing in, as a coach. I got to give him props. They're doing good things with a very depleted roster. And like it just Johnny, we're riding the good wave tonight. It was a series of fortunate events. The black the black the hockey gods love the Blackhawks again. And we just we're we're riding right now. And we're just riding this high because it is a great time to be a Chicago Blackhawks fan heading into really a playoff run here now in April to get yourself in. Yeah, indeed, Ron. You talk about the playoff run here. So let's set up this matchup a little bit. After tonight's win, the Blackhawks stand at 16, 13, and 5, 37 points on the season. Good for fourth in the central division as things stand here on Thursday night. Um, the Predators, though, they're making a little bit of surge uh, of their own as of late. They still got some work to do uh, to jump up in these standings here, but they are now 16, 17, and 1. 33 points on the season. They sit at sixth place in the Central Division now. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets separate these two teams. But for Nashville here, Ron, a couple trends before we get into personnel of the Nashville Predators. Um, the Preds smoked Detroit 7-1 to tonight. I know it's Detroit. We, we've done that, too. We, we beat them like that before, too. But that swept the series there. So uh, constituted a three-game winning streak from there. That also constituted wins in five of their last six. I know two of those against Detroit, obviously the most recent ones, but before that, one against Florida, one against Tampa there too, one against Dallas. So don't underestimate these predators here. Yeah, 100%. They are, they're feeling like, I don't want to call them contenders just yet, but they feel like they're they're kind of hitting their resurgence a little bit, Johnny. To maybe they're just be, a little dangerous right now. Yeah, just a little dangerous. Just a little, just a little. They're a little dangerous, and and it's it's kind of nerve wracking as a Blackhawks fan because I just hate Nashville and I don't want them to be relevant because then I we actually have to hear their fans on like social media and shit, and I'm just not here for it, Johnny. So yeah, I, it makes me a little a little nervous, a little bit, a little bit. You talk about the hunger that the Blackhawks had to play with, too, because they had slipped after this past road trip. So obviously they got hungry and they beat a better team than them in Florida. Who says the Nashville Predators can't come into the UC and do that to the Blackhawks here? Um, keys to victory for this one, then. It's continuing playing that hard game, and I really feel confident in it. I'm not going to guarantee a win and say, absolutely, the Blackhawks are fucking smoking the Preds both times and sweeping this weekend series. No, I'm not going to say that, but... They took their lumps and they got their ass kicked around a little bit last weekend in Tampa Bay. And even on the whole road trip, you can go and say that the games at Florida before that, whatever. They got pushed around a little bit and said, hey, we ain't going to take it anymore. So, you know, sure, they, they answered the bell a, a little bit physically here against the Florida Panthers. Um, you know, like I said, never like to see, you know, players go down injury wise, but they're not afraid to step up and make those hits and make the other team think twice about entering, you know, the neutral zone all willy nilly. So um, I, I like where they're at from a, you know, kind of a mojo standpoint and a toughness standpoint right now. They said, they said, we're not going to take it. And it's, it's, Yes, that's the attitude. That's that swagger that they need. You said like Kevin Lincoln and got some of his swagger back tonight. Feels like this Hawks team in general got a little of that swagger back. They're a tough team to play against. Isn't that something that Jeremy Carlton said before? Mm -hmm. Like that's encouraging. They're playing his style. They're committing to their coach and you're seeing results. He's showing that, yes, it was in Europe. Yes, it was in the AHL, but this guy can communicate. And they, there's been so many great comments about his communication. Tony's going to hate this because I'm back on the JC train. Choo-choo. Here we go, baby. You can call me the conductor of this motherfucker. So 
it's just so great to see that this team is playing well and JC's actually looking like the coach. Is Bowman actually a hockey guy as long as now he doesn't have Daddy McDonough breathing over his shoulder the whole time? <laughs> Maybe, man. And I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for a Blackhawks resurgence built by Stan Bowman. So for the last 10 years, I can go eat my words and be told mm-hmm. to eat shit. Yeah, no, I mean, I hope that's the case, too. And, you know, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just playing their style uh, because you're you're not at the point where there was a time where the Blackhawks could outskill everyone in the league. And when you look at that roster across the board and they absolutely could, that's what they did. That's how they won three Stanley Cups for the most part. Obviously, there was other factors that contributed to it, but, you know, you don't do it without some of the top talent. But if you're winning this year and getting yourself into a playoff spot this year, it's playing that style of game that Jeremy Colladin talks about. And, you know, you might not like him even, you know, personally or whatever, or as, you know, kind of uh, philosophically uh, as a hockey fan. But either way, that's what's in place. So if they don't commit to it, then they're just going to be lost out there. So committing to that kind of defensive style, shutting down some of those lanes, uh, playing a little bit of a harder game. Um, they continue doing that. I think they can have success this weekend, uh, at least three points, n- no doubt. But uh, if they're going to get it done, who is it? Uh, who's your stick to click? Yeah, and, b- and before I announce my stick to click, like, Johnny, the Hawks have an identity now. And they're playing with the identity that, according to Stan Bowman, they need to compete with to compete in this current NHL. And they're starting to kind of get there. And it feels like they could be a legitimate player for a long time playing this system. Like we said, sure, it's not the the, the three cups style team, but it's a style that works right now. And to see this organization adapt is encouraging. That being said, I'm going with the guy that was an honorable mention tonight because I think he takes it a step further. On Saturday, if Kirby Doc does not play, my stick to click is Brandon Hagel. Can I do that? Can I get a birthday wish where yeah, I can pick Absolutely. It's your birthday. Doesn't? You can do okay. anything you want. Okay, great. Um, because if Kirby Doc does play, I'm taking Kirby Doc because, again, we're riding a high of a great Hawks win, but we also can sprinkle the little seasoning that we call Doc Watch for Saturday. Watch. And it would be a great birthday gift from the Chicago Blackhawks, Johnny. Yeah, it would, Ron. I, I can't wait. I really hope you, Kirby Doc is in and he hits, and you and I are both celebrating while wearing our matching red Doc jersey. So I it's hope white. that's the case. White oh, yeah, that's right. We got white. So, yeah, we, we'll, we got the yin yang. We got the yin Wow. Yeah, that'll make for a great picture for the Four Feathers Instagram account. Can't wait. All right. Uh, I'll go with mine, though. I, I like yours. Uh, Doc and then Hagel, just to clarify uh, for secondary, if Doc does not play. So, like that, Hagel seems to be always a safe pick, always getting involved. So, I love that. Uh, but I'm going with a guy who has been hot and kind of getting unnoticed for it because they had lost some of these games that he had gotten hot in. And that is Mr. Just fucking crank it himself. Dominic Kubalik. Absolutely. Number eight. Uh, I'm looking for a power play goal, a slap shot, a just fucking crank it goal, his bread and butter. What, what we use to meme him about. Um, yeah, that, that's just what I'm going with. Cause he, he is hot. I, I could, I don't have the figures right in front of me right now, but it, it's a point streak. It's, you know, goals, it's assist, uh, it's everything. And there's some chemistry there, uh, even at five on five, uh, with that Hagel connection. Uh, they just seem to have that chemistry uh, where they can find each other on the ice. So obviously it resulted in a nice pretty goal on Tuesday night. So I look for more of that. And if not a uh, power play goal uh, on uh, Saturday night against these Nashville Predators. So Ron, final thoughts here. Yeah. I mean, like you said, even though uh, that point streak unfortunately got snapped in today's game, like you said, he really went unnoticed. So I love your pick, Johnny. The, the last thing I have before I'll turn it back over to you. I think I need a just fucking crank it t-shirt. And I wonder yeah. where we could get something like that. We have to talk to the R&D department. 
yeah, I, I think we can, uh, you know, get those made up and we can, uh, you know, maybe may put a uh, puck in place of the U or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think we can get those, uh, you know, made up. So uh, I would love that too. I think that'd be a good uh, belated birthday present for you. Uh, and I would like to just wear one in general because I love me some Dominic Kubelik one-timers. All right. My final thought here, Ron, um, kind of goes to the listeners here. Um, as Ron mentioned, we got a big birthday celebration coming up. So a lot of the Four Feathers guys will be together uh, Saturday night taking in this game. So we'll have plenty of live content and, uh, you know, our, our normal in-game commentary from the Twitter account. So um, follow us there. But no post-game shows until Sunday night, uh, possibly Monday morning. Uh, depends on how wild this thing gets. But, uh, yeah, no post-game show Saturday night. So look for the weekend recap since it is a back-to-back uh, it's Saturday and then Sunday night, Saturday at 7 p.m. And also, again, uh, on Sunday, not one of those 6 o'clock starts, which is weird. But either way, they will be wearing the reverse retro on Sunday. So that's my Ooh. other final note. Um, that's about it, Ron. You ready to get the hell out of here? Sure, yeah, buddy. Let's do it. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks, baby. <laughs>